When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you Amazing. in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Second hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. Clay, we've been talking about pardon power recently. And there's the discussion as to whether Hunter Biden would get pardoned by Joe Biden. Especially given that Joe has an alias that he was using, allegedly, according to the House of Representatives, uh, the Oversight Committee led by Comer. Uh, That's an interesting moment in time. Can Trump pardon himself, not just from federal, but also from possible state crimes? Which candidates would uh, offer to pardon? We know that Vivek, for example, has already said that he would uh, he would pardon Donald Trump. Uh, Ron DeSantis has intimated that he is, I think, likely to because he said it is an injustice what is going on. But he's not as forceful on it as Vivek, if memory serves. Memorably on this show, Mike Pence is not offering to pardon Donald Trump. And I kind of get the sense. I kind of get the sense that he thinks he should go to prison. (laughs) The The more I hear him talk about it, which to me is... Uh, you know, you you got to put the country the country first, and to to lock up to to advocate for locking up Trump and to call yourself a Republican is uh, I I think crazy. But you know, Vivek again, we talked about him a lot last hour. I just want to point out here, um, he is he is saying that there are a lot of people that he would pardon if he became president. I just want everyone to hear this list. The prosecution obviously makes the most aggressive statement of its case in the indictment and assuming that's the case here as it is in any other case i will absolutely pardon trump on day one january 20th 2025 
when I'm in office. I expect to maybe making tens of pardons on day one. I think there are countless Americans who have been the victims of politically motivated persecutions through prosecution. Peaceful protesters on January 6th, January 6th defendants who actually have had constitutional due process violations. Julian Assange is someone I've specifically identified as somebody I would absolutely pardon. Ross Ulbricht, Douglas Mackey, others. So he's naming a number, a number of people. They're interesting. You know, he has a he has a lot of friends in tech in Silicon Valley. And some of the people he's talked about there have been involved in you know, global Internet uh, issues. Uh, Ross Ulbricht, I think, the uh, the Dred Scott pirate, right? That was his name. On- I don't even know who that is. I'm oh, yeah. He was the you. Silk yeah. Road guy. And am I right? Am I I'm going off memory? You guys know what I'm talking about? He ran Silk Road. Uh, or Dred Scott Roberts or Dred Scott's uh, Dred Pirate. Um, Dread Pirate, I forget his name. He had some online name. Help me out here. Everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy. All right. I'm going off of memory yeah, here. I mean, you, you, you and the super tech bros are on that one. I, I don't know. But I do think that this is an example. When we had DeSantis on right after he Can I just say, on, yes, who, everything, I, everything I said just now is, is actually, I shouldn't doubt myself. Yes, he is the Silk Road guy. Uh, yada yada. He's he's the guy. Go ahead. What is Silk Road? Because I've got a huge. That's the online. Yeah, uh, online like dark, dark web, web dark web marketplace. Okay. So he was he was running this, and um, he got. I think he's got life. Uh, so you know, there, there's a whole, and then there's the Julian Assange conversation as well. So he's going at Dread Pirate Roberts. I nailed a team. I nailed it. The buck needs to bet on himself. I don't know why. I'm like, I don't know. Am I? This was off the top of my head. I hadn't Googled this or anything beforehand. So, But he's talking about all these guys. Here's why I want to bring this up, Clay. It's interesting, isn't it? The, the power to pardon is something that you know the, the founding fathers were very clear to include, very, you know, very explicit powers that exist. And you look at the tensions in this country politically right now, and you look at the way... There has been the weaponization of the Justice Department itself. And maybe it's easier for some people. You look back at different times in, you know, English or British uh, history, and there's an understanding that sometimes the system itself is a weapon against those who are a political challenge. And so our founders recognized to kind of cool everything down. You need to have something where it's possible for people to say. We're just gonna we're, we're just gonna move forward, and we're not going to continue with this. And I think that this is central right now to the. And, and Vivek was talking about this, allowing the country to heal, to stop all of this nonsense, to wipe it away. But to that end, you know, I, you brought this up. Would would Joe Biden, for example, pardon pardon Trump? Is there a future in which either Trump or Vivek would say, obviously, pardoning myself or all Trump-related issues, and to move the country forward, pardon the Biden-related issues as well? If they win, not in advance of that. I think they should. And and I would encourage Vivek or Trump or Ron DeSantis or anybody else out there to start saying that. And I said it on this show a couple of weeks ago, Buck. I said to me, the only way, for instance, that Joe Biden could politically end up running for re-election after pardoning his son would also be if he pardoned Trump. Now, 
Can he I, also could still get another bite at that apple. Joe Biden could, Buck, because the state charges, although we've had a debate about whether the president could potentially pardon himself on state charges as well. It has to do with presidential powers and and all sorts of supremacy clause issues and everything else. Biden could get a bite at that apple, Buck, because he could pardon him, uh, Trump, on federal charges and still know the state charges were pending and then claim rightly that he was not involved in those that, to me, is what a president would do if he or she truly cared about trying to stand on principle and bring the country together, which is the justification Gerald Ford used when he pardoned Richard Nixon that, back in 1976 or whatever it that's was. That's exactly right. And that's really what, I'm, what I think we're, we're starting to see as, as, a, as a necessary uh, step forward here and, and understanding how this all comes together. Um, George Washington uh, used the power of pardon as president for the Whiskey Rebellion. So an actual rebellion, right? An actual yep. insurrection of sorts used the pardon power for those individuals who, uh, for some of the individuals who were uh, engaged in that, to give them amnesty, to move the country forward. So it is interesting. It's, at some level, I think that there's, I don't want to say optimism because we're just at the beginning of all of this, but the founding fathers, what they said, what they set in motion was pretty damn smart. And you can see how this ability to heal the nation that is written into the Constitution through the power of pardon. We, I think we think of a lot now as, oh, it's something you do at the end for some people, maybe that are connected or maybe that you think got you know a rough sentence or something. It's on the way out. But it's actually really important. It's a really important political mechanism for bringing the country together. I mean, Washington himself recognized that. No, and, and Buck, building on the history here, think about how Lincoln was going to respond to the Civil War when it ended. Think about how, for those of you who have studied history, think about how Grant responded when Lee surrendered to him. And there were criticisms then that Grant had been far too conciliatory in what he allowed the Confederate soldiers to keep. I think a weapon, if I remember correctly, their horses, they fed them almost immediately because the Confederate Army had virtually no rations. Uh, so they put, they didn't just lay down arms. Remember, if you study when the, uh, when the Confederate Army turned their muskets over, uh, Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain had all of the Union soldiers standing there salute the Confederate Army as they walked by, honoring them at a time. And, and, you know, it, uh, it, one of the more powerful, yeah, one of the more powerful moments in Band of Brothers. One of, you know, I mean, there's a lot of very powerful moments yes. in Band of Brothers. To be clear, but one of the more memorable, I should say, is you recall he wasn't SS, but it was the German. Uh, the German essentially general of an area was allowed to, once they had surrendered and once the war was over, address his soldiers with some dignity. Yeah. Now, you could say, oh, my gosh, you know, they had been in World War Two and all the atrocities. Yes, but they were trying to pacify. And it was actually in Austria, I believe, is where this part of them. And, and the idea was. Do we want to keep fighting in, you know, cause, cause Hitler had a whole plan for an, ins you know, insurgency to continue and go to the mountains of yep. Bavaria and the whole thing. Do we want this to stop and everyone gets to live in a more peaceful future and stop shooting each other or not? And that was, and so some of these concessions, some of these concessions were made. Mercy is a part of justice is really the fundamental principle. And if you study Appomattox, and I'm a nerd, I have. 
there was an argument made to Lee, General Lee, by some of his soldiers, yes, we're in dire straits now, disband the army, but let's continue guerrilla combat until the South can uh, end up with its own independence. Like, in other words, the, the tens of thousands of men that are currently in the Army of Northern Virginia, just have them sneak out, and then we'll have all of these different rebel bands that are able to arise and attack, and we'll never allow the South to be conquered because we'll basically have perpetual war and aggression. And Lee said he wouldn't do that. And and, and so the way that that response is, this is what I'm, I'm hitting at. If Joe Biden actually was the person that he claimed that a, he was. A unifier, like what his yes. whole campaign was? Yes. If he were that, uh, then that would be a strong argument to make. I would also say this, Buck. This is why I was so fired up about Pence. Because Pence's entire campaign, for people who remember when I asked him about the pardon thing, I think it's important to stand on principle over politics. And that's not just a phrase. If you, and I would say the same thing to Joe Biden, to Mike Pence, to everybody else, what is happening to Donald Trump is wrong. And it should be considered wrong whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, or whether you're an independent. And I would encourage, and this is when we had DeSantis on, I made the argument at the time, I think DeSantis should have come out aggressively immediately and said, yes, I'm going to pardon Trump because it's wrong. It's wrong. And, and I think you could make the same argument on Hunter Biden because then it gets harder to attack the Trump thing and just say, look, I don't think that we should try to put people in prison who are involved in politics as a principle. One opposition party shouldn't be trying to do it to the other. When you look at the history of this country, of the usage of the pardon power, it has been deployed in order to try to heal the nation in some way and move it forward, not based on this person was innocent or didn't do bad things or what you know whatever. Some of them did terrible things, but it's there is something more here than uh, than retributive justice in this case. There can be something bigger. I mean, you think even um, of the pardon of the head of the, con- I mean, there was the pardon of the head of Confederacy by President Johnson, right? Yeah. Which was, you know, people very controversial and unconditional and without reservation, full pardon and amnesty for treason against the United States. The Whiskey Rebellion, George Washington for insurrection against the United States. So for all these people who are saying, oh, you know, it's, this is what needs to happen and, and it's terrible and, and, uh, you know, the country's going to come apart at the seams. There is this mechanism here for trying to move forward, but the question is, who's going to have that power and who's willing to use it? And, and what would Donald Trump, like if he wins, it? what would... Who's statesmanlike enough to do That's it? right. That's the challenge. Who would, right? who would step up to move the country forward in that way? Now, I think a lot of people right now are thinking, this is even crazy talk. we got to get in there and we have to, we have to win. That's, that's step one. But what does it look like afterwards? So I, I view it as there's the founders were really smart. They thought this stuff through. They understood history. And, you know, I don't think national divorce is an inevitability here. You know, if Trump wins, there are other options. Look at you being super optimistic. And I would well, say because I'm this going on too. vacation. I'm in a good yeah, mood today. Uh, I would say this. Think about it. Two different perspectives. There's the eye for an eye retributive justice, which is, okay, they're trying to put us in prison. We're going to try to put them in prison. I think that threat is necessary, but there's also a redemptive instead of retributive justice. There is a redemptive aspect of this, which is we're going to be equal parts forgiving. 
And that's why I said, like, if Joe Biden was who he claimed to be, he would pardon Trump and he would pardon his own son. And he would say, this is nasty. This is toxic. It's time to turn the page. Let's argue about ideas. He's not that person. He's but not. if he were, that's what he would do. But I think it's interesting, you know, for and right now, the, the posture from Trump has to be scorched earth, all out, anything to beat them. And I think that that's the correct posture from in his mindset. But remember all the locker up chants, all the locker up chants. What happened when Trump won that incredible 2016 victory? He put the best interests of the country forward. Now, I don't think the Democrats would do this. That's why winning is so important. But I think that there may be it may be more complicated or maybe more of a conversation um, if if you have a second Trump administration here. The Tunnel the Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes who risk their lives to keep our communities and our country safe. Heroes like Marine Corps Captain and Pilot Jeremy John Jeremy Sachs. Sachs sustained fatal injuries when his military aircraft crashed during training, killing him and five other service members. He's remembered by loved ones as a courageous, brilliant, and someone devoted to his career, family, and friends. Sachs is survived by his wife, Amber, who gave birth to their second daughter three months after his death. Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the family home for Amber and their two daughters. The foundation has helped over 1,000 military and first responder families navigate the worst of times by removing the burden of a mortgage payment. Our nation's heroes and their families need your help now more than ever. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. One truth revealed after another. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on prize picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. 
Prize Picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free Prize Picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. If you have got a week's vacation, you are riding off into Scotland soon. And as you are doing so, uh, there is some breaking news out there um, that Donald Trump is now, this is the headline on the New York Times right now, breaking Trump plans to skip the debate, that is Wednesday's Republican debate airing on Fox News, to do an interview with Tucker Carlson instead. Uh, Here's the opening paragraph. Former President Trump plans to upstage the first Republican primary debate on Wednesday by sitting for an online interview with the former Fox News host Tucker Carlson, according to multiple people briefed on the matter. Trump's told people close to him he's made up his mind, will skip the debate in Milwaukee, uh, and uh, anyway, this is going to be a monster thing because now Tucker Carlson, who is feuding with Fox News, is going to be interviewing Trump, theoretically, based on this New York Times report during the Fox News Republican debate. Look, Trump might have found out from somebody that I was going to be overseas. And he's like, well, you know, I can't put all my best if the Buckster is not going to be around. So, uh, you know, I'll hang with my man Tucker and I'll do the debate the next time. So this is a big story because if Trump's not going to do August, look, why would he ever do any debates? Uh, I'm not sure that he will. I think yeah. he may just say the people know me. They know what I do. They know what I stand for. That's it. I mean, there, for- there's, only, there's only downside for him. Unless the numbers shift dramatically against him, there's only downside. And for Tucker to be able to stick his thumb in Fox News's eye like this. This is the biggest event Fox News will have all year. And he now is going to be, in theory, upstaging it with the Donald Trump interview. I mean, yeah. Get your popcorn. I mean, this is this is this is pretty interesting on multiple different levels for sure. Speaking of Fox, before uh, my my uh, swan song before vacation is going to be, uh, I'll be on uh, Gutfeld tonight, so people can check, oh, there you check go. that out. That's always fun. Our friend Dutch Mendenhall has written a new book. It's titled Money Shackles, and it takes on the myth of debt in America, debt like car loans, student loans, stuff like that. 
In his book, Dutch gives you strategies to use debt to your advantage and tap into lucrative alternative investment vehicles to redefine your American dream. He'll share how he built a million-dollar real estate investment empire in only three years. Dutch is on a mission to be at the forefront of the greatest financial change in American history and look beyond Wall Street and see the future of alternative investments. It's In Dutch's vision, it's no longer just available to the super rich. He wanted to make this available for everyone to understand and to act on themselves. That's why he wrote Money Shackles. Dutch is worried that the old American dream, it's just evaporating. Get ready for a redefined American dream, though, when you read Money Shackles. You'll learn about how you can do this, how you can be a part of this new American dream. To learn more about Dutch's best-selling book, go check it out today at therad.com. That's T-H-E-R-A-D, therad.com. Play Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Off to Scotland with a quick stop with Greg Gutfeld in the meantime. Should be a really cool trip. I'm jealous of the fun that he is going to have there. Uh, We'll be with you all next week. And as we were just talking with Buck, breaking news here. And I put up a poll question because I'm curious how you guys would respond to this. Donald Trump, according to the New York Times, has made the decision to skip the first Republican debate. Uh, that is in Milwaukee on Wednesday of next week. And instead, according to the Times, is going to do an interview with Tucker Carlson that airs at the same time. In theory, that interview would air on, uh, on I guess, Twitter through Tucker Carlson's Twitter platform there. Uh, you can go vote in the poll because I'm curious to see what you guys would say. Uh, hundreds of you voting right now at Clay Travis. You can find me on Twitter Right now, with a thousand votes in, fifty-four percent say it's a good move. Forty-six percent say it's a bad move. We'll see how those numbers move. Eight hundred two eight two two eight eight two. You guys can react to that news as well on the uh, on the phone lines. Now, the other aspect of this, as we get ready for the official first primary uh, in, uh, I guess, it's caucus in Iowa in January. The first debate really is massive because you and me and everybody out there who's listening, we've had every single Republican candidate, major at least, on this program. You've had an opportunity to listen to them talk with all of you. But how are these guys going to appeal to a lot of people who are just casually paying attention? Now, this will detract, I would think, Trump doing a sit-down interview with Tucker Carlson with the audience that would be watching the uh, the debate on Fox News, somewhat. Still, I would think there will be 20 million people who will sit down, turn on the television, uh, turn on the television, and watch that debate take place. And we were talking about the fact that Ron DeSantis's debate prep has leaked. But I think, based on how that first debate goes, you're going to be able to say there's only four or five legitimate candidates right now. Everybody else is done. And I would say right now, if I were power ranking the candidates, I would say that there is a clear number one, he's Donald Trump, and he believes he's done so much and done enough to get your vote that he's not even going to show up for the Republican debate in August, a a slap in the face in many ways to the RNC, certainly a direct slap in the face to Fox News. 
if Trump doesn't show up at all, he thinks he's done enough. He thinks he's going to be the nominee. He's already focused on the general. Trump is clearly number one right now, as you would assess the power rankings. Number two, I would still say, is Ron DeSantis. But I would say that Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy is far closer to DeSantis now at two than anybody is to Trump at one. In other words, if this were the horse race metaphor, Trump is far out into the distance. He's created space for himself, the likes of which no, nobody really, I think, would have expected. I told this Trump yes, to Trump yesterday when I, I saw him here in Nashville. I said, i got to be honest with you. If you had told me in January that you were going to have opened up a 40-point lead on the rest of the poll, I would have said there's no way that would have happened. So, I mean, I said it to Trump myself yesterday. I never thought that he would open up this big of a lead. But he has. 40-point lead, 30-point lead, whatever you want to say. Trump is far out ahead, so far out ahead that he doesn't even think he really needs. I told you that in his address yesterday, he talked for over an hour at the Nashville event that I attended. He barely mentioned any of the other Republican candidates. Almost his entire speech was focused on how bad of a job Joe Biden has done. Trump is starting to pivot towards the general election already because he believes he's going to be the nominee. So it's Trump. Second place, I would still say DeSantis, but Vivek Ramaswamy has edged up. And if you question that, you can look at the advice that DeSantis's team published that everybody was reading that was a, head, a lead story yesterday where they said, hey, you need to attack Vivek Ramaswamy because the debate now is going to be an audition for number two, which I will get to in a moment. So you got Vivek Ramaswamy, I think, is clearly in the third spot. In the four spot, I would say probably, depending on how you want to assess Iowa and how you want to assess New Hampshire, I think you'd probably say Tim Scott, and he's about to spend a lot of money. He has big dollars behind him. And then in the five spot, I would say Chris Christie. I think everybody else is done. And you could say, well, Chris Christie has no chance. Chris Christie is number two in some of the New Hampshire polling. I think there are five guys, and they're all guys. I think everybody else is done. I think Mike Pence is done. I think Nikki Haley is done. I think that Doug Bergram, however you pronounce his name, I think he never had a chance. And Larry Elder and Will Hurd and all these other guys out there that are running that most of you have never heard of, I think all those guys are finished. I think there are five contenders right now. And if you listen to what Trump's saying, he's saying everybody else should drop out. The Wall Street Journal, interesting editorial, they're saying actually we need limited number of candidates going forward because there's too much distraction. I think there are five guys. Five guys that still have a chance. A lot of them very small chance. Trump's a prohibitive favorite at this point. There's five guys that still have a chance. I would suggest to you that unless something crazy happens, what comes out of Wednesday's debate is going to be those five guys have a chance. Everybody else is done as we get ready for the September debate. And I think based on the precedent that is now out there, Trump is making the decision to say, I am not going to debate at all because I don't need to. Everybody knows me. I'm the choice. And the question that is out there that you guys are going to have to decide is you will watch the debate on Wednesday. Most of you have opinions, pro or con, of Trump already. And there will be, I think, four guys on that debate stage that stand out. I think it will be Ron DeSantis. I think it will be Vivek Ramaswamy. I think it will be Tim Scott. And I think it will be Chris Christie. And that's it. 
I think you're going to look at everybody else and be like, yeah, thanks, no thanks. So the question becomes, how quickly does everybody else come to this same conclusion that I'm coming to? And by the way, 800-282-2882, you may look at me and say, Clay, you're power five. Your ranking of the Republican candidates is totally wrong. Somebody else out there has a chance. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen anybody else outside of those five do anything to elevate elevate themselves into the first tier. Do you remember when they had the A-team debate and the B-team debate on Fox News back in 2015? And they had so many people running that they had the second-tier contenders and they had their own like JV debate. I went to a seventh-grade football game uh, uh, last night. My seventh-grader started to play. It's basically JV. It's only seventh graders. Then they have the eighth grade. Then they got the JV. Then they got the actual varsity. I feel like we've got the varsity squad. The varsity squad is the five I just mentioned. Now, I'm not saying that all of those guys are going to have a shot to win, meaning I don't think Chris Christie's suddenly going to surge up, but I do think 15% or 20% of people might be willing to support Chris Christie. And I think he could make a real run in New Hampshire, in the Northeast, where the Republican Party has a different vibe than it does in South Carolina, let's say, than it does in Iowa. It's a different kind of electorate. There's only five guys. Trump is saying, I'm the king, I'm the guy, I don't even need to worry about these other four guys. They are running to be my VP, basically. And they can audition and they can fight. Now, the question that's going to emerge, I really believe... Ron DeSantis doesn't want to be Trump's VP. And given the complexities of them both being from the state of Florida, I think DeSantis is the one guy you can say there's no chance he's going to be Trump's VP. I don't think the math on it works. I don't think he wants it. Chris Christie clearly doesn't want it. He hates Trump. He's running basically to attack Trump. That would suggest that Vivek Ramaswamy and Tim Scott are actually the two contenders in the Republican debates, and in the overall race that are angling for each other. So here's an early preview for you. Sometimes you can tell what the candidates think of their positioning, not by what they say about others, but by how they go after each other. DeSantis sees Vivek as a threat. That's who he's going to attack because he's trying to preserve his number two spot. Vivek, I think, sees both DeSantis, but more primarily, Tim Scott as his debate. Because I think, in the back of his mind, Vivek is is contemplating, hey, I could be VP. Who's my top opposition of the candidates to be Trump's VP? I think it's Tim Scott. So I bet there'll be some fireworks, potentially, between Vivek and Tim Scott on that debate stage. And then Chris Christie's just going to be running around trying to mow people down like crazy, But in particular, his primary point of attack is going to be going after Donald Trump. That's my preview, by the way, of where we are heading. And let me just say this. I do think you need to contemplate and think about it. You may have a strong opinion of many of these candidates right now. You're listening to this show. You're plugged in politically. A lot of people aren't paying attention. Your neighbor has probably been way more focused on trying to make sure their kids are ready to start school and not paying attention to the nitty-gritty of the Republican debate five months before anybody's going to be able to vote in the primary. So my bet is that Vivek 
is going to emerge from this Republican debate, a ton of people are going to be like, I've never heard of this dude before. I think he's going to really surge. And I think then you're going to have a real battle. Because remember, you want to be the alternative to Trump. Everybody's really fighting for the number two spot right now in this race. I think what we're going to see is those five guys are going to emerge. Trump, who's not going to be there. The other four that I just laid out, DeSantis, Vivek, Scott, and Christie, and that's it. And really, if the RNC was doing its job, it would say, okay, we're down to five. Set the categories so we don't have this huge mass of candidates. If you can't get the number of donors, you're not a viable candidate. I understand why you want to run. It makes you money. You can sell more books, something that I certainly know about. I'm on the book-selling tour right now. But these guys, a lot of them, and these girls, don't really have a chance to actually end up as the nominee. And once you know that you're not going to be the nominee, there should be a mechanism by which you get forced off the stage. By the way, I was just texting during the commercial break. Sage Steele is scheduled now to join us at the top of the next hour. Um, She just left ESPN, settled a lawsuit. They suspended her for saying the COVID shot didn't make sense for anybody at Disney to be mandated to get. They wouldn't let her speak her mind. She's going to speak her mind some with us in the next hour. Uh, She's scheduled to join us. In the meantime, Innovation Refunds. They've helped thousands of small businesses with their ERC tax refunds. ERC is an IRS tax refund for businesses that kept employees on payroll for parts of 2020 and 2021. If you own a business with more than five employees, you may qualify. Have you started the application for the ERC, but maybe maybe you didn't finish it? Innovation refunds can pick up where you left off, even if you started your filing with another company. Partner with their dedicated team of independent tax attorneys to complete your ERC application with confidence and peace of mind today. Innovation refunds does not provide tax or legal advice. They work with an independent network of tax professionals. They'll share information with them to evaluate and process your claims. Terms and conditions apply. Go to innovationrefunds.com to see if you qualify they know what front charge is. They don't get paid unless you get paid. The website, innovationrefunds.com. You can call them 1-843-REFUNDS. Subscribe to CNB 24-7 and never miss a minute of Clay and Buck while getting behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. 
Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. There is a great evil taking place in our society. Since 1973, over 64 million babies' lives have been taken. Preborn is dedicated to saving these precious lives. And every day, the staff members at Preborn Clinics rescue 200 babies and help women in crisis by sharing light, love, and a free ultrasound. That changed my life, just from that ultrasound picture. You see, when an expectant mother meets her precious baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, she is twice as likely to choose life for her baby. Would you join me and Preborn in rescuing babies' lives? One ultrasound is just $28, and for $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds helping to rescue five babies' lives. To donate securely, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Visit preborn.com slash buck, sponsored by Preborn. I'm jealous. Buck is headed off to Scotland. I was in Scotland probably even 20 years ago. Scotland looks like, in many places, a fantasy world. I think Buck's going to love it, he and his wife. The number of incredible castles that you can tour that are in close proximity, let's say, to Edinburgh, and in the summer, the weather is absolutely phenomenal, especially if you're ready to not be super hot in many parts of the country, as a lot of you are as we come up on the end of August now. It's going to be a really, really fun trip uh, for him. But So next week, we'll be breaking down the, the primary and everything else with Buck on the road. A lot of you want to weigh in. I want to take some of your calls here. A reminder, Sage Steele scheduled to join us in the third hour. She left ESPN. I think she probably has some interesting things to say about who is allowed to speak and what they're allowed to say uh, in many different parts of American media right now. I asked the question, news breaking in the last 20 minutes that Trump is reportedly not going to go to the Republican debate. And instead, that he is going to do an interview with Tucker Carlson, and they're both going to spurn Fox News. And there are now 10,000 of you have voted in the first 20 minutes and 59% of you say good move, 41% of you say bad move. You guys can certainly weigh in uh, and then see whether or not you agree with what those poll, what that poll is showing you. Uh, I'm at Clay Travis on Twitter. You can find me there. Tracy in Sarasota, what's your take? Hi, guys. Much respect for taking over Limbo's Limbaugh's spot. 
Um, I just wanted to say first that I love Trump. I will probably vote for him again, as I really feel like he's the best president we've ever had since Reagan. Um, I know Trump and Tucker probably want to stick it to Fox News. I feel the same way. But I just think at this point, it's not about Fox. It's about the candidates and the voters. And I just think it's disrespectful to do it at the exact same time when everyone should be watching the candidates and let them have their say. That's it. Thank you for the call. Uh, I appreciate the argument. I think that's a very reasoned take. If you want to watch everybody, and there's probably a lot of you out there say, man, I'd like to watch Trump and Tucker, and I'd also like to watch the Republican debate. In fact, I would submit that's probably the majority of this audience. And so doing it simultaneously, I think Tracy makes a good point. That could be considered somewhat disrespectful of the debate itself in terms of the timing. Howard, Boca Raton, what do you think? Hey, uh, just to, uh, I want to make a statement about the uh, understanding the essence of the Democratic Party and what they use to manipulate people. They're very, very good at a couple of things, and one of them is uh, psychological uh, manipulation. They use fear and they use anger as a way of getting people to make a decision. It's pretty effective, really, when it comes down to it, because people don't always vote logically. They vote yep. on emotion. So they know that. So there's two parts to that. So when, if Trump goes into the uh, election as the Republican candidate, it's very easy for them to use that. Because they're not going to want to talk about the, uh, about the issues and the policies because it's a losing cause for them. So what do they have? They have abortion. They have Trump's uh, stealing the democracy. He's an evil person. He's horrible. All those three elicit their response. I agree with you 100%. Let me sum it up this way. Every election comes down, it's a storytelling contest. And the way you tell stories is twofold. You can be primarily a storyteller. I would say Tim Scott is a storyteller. He's saying America is not an awful racist place. My story disproves that. I am here to disprove that by telling you that I rose from poverty to being a senator. And then you have policy. Policy tends to be logical, tends to be less sexy, less story-driven. The best candidate out there is able to combine story and policy, but every single politician is at least one or the other. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. 
This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.